This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's another issue related to the PC leadership race, but this is something that comes up all the time here on Fight Back. Older voters complain they are being shut out because of the online voting process that's being adopted by the Conservatives. Now, we have people calling us all the time about complaints about having to do things online. Most recently, it was around the conversion of the Loblaws and Shoppers Drug Mart loyalty rewards to PC Optimum, and that was at the end of last week, the beginning of this week. Now, leadership candidate Doug Ford was the first to draw attention to the problem in the progressive conservative race. I would drive over this person's place, get her and her husband signed up, take the, the $10 each, and uh, then register them. Then, then the, the point came up, well, that's fine, but how am I going to vote? So therefore, we're going to have to bring over a laptop, uh, get them to vote right on the spot. It, it's, it's bad. Well, uh, you know, um, that raises questions, too, is... Going over with a laptop, essentially the same thing as getting the vote out, driving people to the polls, or is there a problem with taking a laptop to people and helping them vote? Interim leader Vic Fideli did not want to talk about this. His staffers tell us that the voting period was extended to accommodate people and they can always go to a library or turn to family members if they don't have computer access. But in this case, people also have to upload their ID in addition to logging in and getting PIN numbers by email. And it seems to me that requires somewhat more skill. So we didn't get an answer from the party president, but we are on the line with a past president of the PC Party of Ontario, Rick Siano. And here in the studio, we have CARP's Director of Policy, Marissa Simcue. Welcome to you both. Happy to be here. Thanks. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Richard. Uh, what do you think of this process? I gather the party hired an independent company to handle it. It, it seems quite complicated. Uh, you know, personally, I don't like it. I'm a, a big fan of the uh, piece of, uh, of, of pencil on a piece of paper uh, style of voting. Uh, I've, I've uh, you know, the, the PC party in its 150-year-plus history has never had a, an online vote uh, for uh, in a lead for a leadership election like this. So I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm skeptical uh, of it. It was one of the concerns that was raised uh, when uh, when the discussion happened about whether to trigger this race or not. That the highly compressed timeline would make it very difficult, if not impossible, uh, to hold a traditional uh, election in the sense of polling locations and and so on, like we always have. And uh, and yes, I, I do have concerns over over online voting for for all the reasons you've raised, and uh, you know uh, the, the fact that it is tougher for for older uh, folks and others who who aren't as uh, comfortable uh, using computers. I think there's concerns around uh, information privacy with the uploading of uh, 
of identifications. I've, con- I've got concerns over the, uh, the you know secret ballot and the anonymity of the vote. So definitely, uh, I definitely share the, the concerns that you've uh, that you've raised already in the intro. And uh, Marissa, uh, I'm sure this is something you hear about a lot from CARP members. Uh, what are some of the problems that you foresee? So I think, especially with working with CARP, we're very concerned about this. This will disenfranchise a block of the membership, Libby. It'll have a predictable demographic impact that discounts the voice of older of older party members um, because statistically usage is lower among older Canadians. And I just want to pick up on that point that Richard made about privacy. You know, uh, in addition to uh, this process being online, Doug Ford had said that there would be potentially an opportunity for him to then go out with a laptop. There are privacy concerns in and of itself because then Doug Ford potentially is hovering over folks and making sure that they vote potentially a certain way. At least if you are on a Doug Ford bus, you can get off the bus and go into your private booth and you can vote privately. So I think that there are a lot of concerns about privacy, but more specifically, the very fact that many seniors are frankly disenfranchised by this process. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, you were also mentioning, Marissa, is that even if they have uh, email addresses, a lot of couples, I know couples who are not older who share an email address, got to wonder about it, frankly, but but that becomes a problem too. The process is extremely onerous. I've never heard of a process like this in my life. Uh, so it's basically such that a package will arrive, you receive a verification number, then you need to electronically send some sort of identification. So either via a smartphone or a scanner, and then you receive a PIN number by email. And you're right, many of our members don't have access to email. And if they do, they often share it with their spouse or their partner. And so it's really concerning because it, 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 it uh, there will be many folks who are senior who will not have have access to this process and won't be able to engage in the leadership process. Uh, Richard, um, do you think this is an unforeseen consequence or do you think there's something be behind it? I'm sorry, I don't know, know what you mean. If, if, uh, if, if, sorry, if, the, yeah. the, the fact that this, this will for sure uh, disenfranchise, disenfranchise some older voters. Do you think that's just oh, 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 an unforeseen yeah, no, look, consequence? It's not, it's not intentional, I can assure you that. Uh, it, it is a consequent, it's a byproduct of exactly the speed at which they're trying to hold uh, the process, uh, again, which which I thought was ill-advised, and, and, uh, and, and sort of the necessities of the decisions uh, that have to be made as a consequence of that. So, no, it's certainly not intentional. It's not that anyone is out to disenfranchise uh, anyone or any groups uh, of people. It's just what, what is happening as a result of the process that they're, that they're laying out uh, because they're so time-constrained. Uh, again, do you think that this will advantage any particular candidate? I mean, uh, Caroline Mulrooney is the youngest candidate, and part of the reason, uh, part of her appeal is supposedly generational change. Do you think this would advantage her campaign? I, well, I mean, it's really hard to say. You know, you, you kind of, uh, you know, it, it's always very difficult at this stage in particular to say, you know, one person supporters, you know, comprise these kinds of people who are going to have trouble or not. I, I, I'm not sure it's, it's, uh, it, it, that's a, a conclusion anyone can draw you know, at this point, I think, I think, you know, as well to just go back to the point that was made about, about Doug Ford's offer, and, you know, he did it in a characteristically blunt way. Um, I, I think, quite frankly, any of the candidates uh, and their and their campaign teams 
are going to want to accommodate uh, folks that want to support them to any extent that they can, whether it's to sign up for a membership by running over and, and taking uh, their their uh, their money and helping them, you know, sign a membership form before February 16th, the cutoff, or when it comes to the actual voting process, I'm sure you're going to see, uh, you know, all, all three of the declared so far candidates and, and any that come in the future that are going to be similarly trying to help people sign up and vote in any way they can. Uh, so, so, you know, those are the ways that, you know, that plus, you know, relying on friends and relatives. Again, you know, I don't particularly like it, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there, there are going to be people that will, that will try and help to mitigate uh, uh, the problem of people having difficulty uh, both signing up and voting. It is curious, though, that Doug Ford seems to be the only candidate that's raised this as an issue. I haven't heard from Carolyn Mulrooney on this or from Christine Elliott on it. So I wonder where they stand. You know, and party executives say that they made this decision because of the tight time frame. But you would think, given the tight time frame, you might want to stick with a process that's been tried and tested and can guarantee that right. folks get out to vote. So I, right. I, I, I can't make sense of this process. Uh, Rick? I, I'm similarly, uh, you know, again, I, I question the decision that's been uh, that's been made, and uh, and and certainly, you know, I just say since they've made it more clear in the last 24 hours what the process is, uh, I've certainly been uh, as, a, as a past president of the party, certainly been hearing a lot of folks uh, that do have uh, concerns. Uh, is, do you think there's any opportunity uh, to uh, uh, change the process a little bit, or to have some kind of something that will mitigate it for people, Rick? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we're getting into, uh, you know, the, the time, uh, the clock is ticking. Uh, so certainly, uh, you know, is there, can it be changed? Sure, absolutely. Anything can be changed. Uh, but it, but people would have to start making uh, a lot of noise uh, very quickly for that to be the case. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of noise, uh, let's take a call from Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Not bad. Um, I'm not too impressed with the way they're doing this. I'm not too impressed with the whole operation. I thought that they should ride through the election with a fellow they, that's in there temporarily instead of um, you know, causing all this chaos. From, from what I can see, they're probably handing an advantage now to the NDP because people want the Liberals out. The Conservatives seem to be so confused, and I'm a member. I joined that party. And and can I ask you, are are you going to be okay with that online voting process? Does I it... doubt if I would bother doing it because I don't like. I use my. I have a computer, and I use it to check stocks and and gold prices and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't use it for anything else. That's it. I go on Kitco, check what is gold price up or down, various stocks that I have. I'll check that. The rest of it, or the weather network, where I check the weather if I'm going up north. But no, I probably won't bother. You uh, won't bother to vote for leader for a party you're a member? After that money. Like, I, I, I joined the, the federal and never voted because um, at the last minute, the fellow that I would have liked to vote for drops out of the race. Well, you know, like, what are we doing? If, if, if I, okay, if Patrick Brown's name was up, to be re-put in, I will vote for him because of the fact it's only accusations. And accusations, nobody comes up, and we shouldn't know about it until somebody's gone to the police or gone, and they, they, the Crown has checked that out and said, we're going to charge this person because I don't like accusations. 
I want be able to know for sure that what they're saying is real. Because look at Donald Trump when they found that these ones were put up, and he is in a bigger position. I well, don't know he, why the, the, the party asked him to resign, and now I don't know whether Ford is right, saying that they were the ones that caused this. Well, so. well, uh, all of that has to be investigated. Uh, uh, Bob, thanks for your call. And um, yep. actually, I mean, I'm always in favor of voting for whatever. Yeah. Uh, so hope you change your mind. Thanks. Well, for- I would vote. I will go through the trouble if Patrick Brown's oh. name is there. Okay, because won't I think be. This whole thing's wrong. Okay, okay. thanks, bye, Bob. Bye, bye. bye. Okay, uh, Robin in Mono Township. Hello, Robin. Oh, hi. Yes. Um, well, I am. 53 years old. I have a computer. I know how to use computers. But I feel for people that are older and don't have computers, I don't think this is fair. I I thought this was a free country. I thought people had a right to their votes. And I know my mother, 96 years old, doesn't have a computer. Touch wood. And I don't think it's fair for the seniors, people living in nursing homes, people that don't even don't even know what a computer is. There's lots of people like that. They don't know how to operate one. They don't have Internet. I don't think it's fair. They're Canadian citizens. They have worked all their life, and they have a right to vote. And if they're and party members, for sure. Yep. For sure. And I don't think it's right. I think they need to go back to the old is wrong and if they keep progressing and moving away from the old system people are not going to vote they're complaining about getting good turnouts well those turnouts are going to be more and more less the people aren't going to do it okay robin thanks for that okay thank you have a good day okay uh darren and whitby hi darren hi um, my question is, uh, how, what was the old system for electing a leader? Wasn't it typically you uh, done through a convention? Uh, that's a very old system. Uh, you know, federally they use this um, mail-in ballot with weighted ballot system. Uh, Rick, uh, did you like that system better? Well, I mean, I again, I tend to prefer uh, a system where somebody shows up and uh, has to present themselves uh, at a location. I always feel that builds in the most kind of security uh, just off the top when somebody has to show up somewhere and show ID and, and vote uh, in person, I think is the best way. I think a mail-in system, uh, you know, has its uh, its advantages. Uh, it, it's not my preferred system. It is what the federal party did. Uh, and, uh, and again, you did have to go through a fairly complex uh, system of of uh, mailing back photocopies of your ID inside an envelope and then inside another envelope, uh, a secret ballot. So it, it was a little bit, uh, you know, even I found when I had to fill out my ballot for the uh, for the federal party leadership, it, I had to be fairly heads up uh, when I was when I was doing it. So it's not my preferred system, but but certainly uh, I can see mail being uh, one approach. Uh, I would say of all the possible systems that I know of, the one I'm least enthusiastic. Uh, would be online and in part because of uh, the concerns I would have about uh, about privacy and and also the secrecy of the ballot. Right, and and so, um, again, uh, Rick, do you have concerns? I mean, with uh, you know people from any particular campaign going to you know help somebody vote. Well, I mean, I, I again, you, that's going to be up to somebody who asks for that 
for that help, right? If if somebody reaches out to a, uh, a leadership camp and and says, "I'd like you to come and help me either sign up to be a member or vote," I guess that's that person saying that they're not concerned about that particular camp in all likelihood, knowing uh, how they're voting. Uh, but but I understand that a lot of people would be uncomfortable for the, uh, with that, and I uh, and, and uh, you know, there's, I'm afraid I'm not sure there's a way for them to get around it. To, to follow up the, the question, though, like so, if they had a if they had a convention, if they done a convention way, and let's say for argument's sake, it was held in Ottawa. Yeah, it's, how a, it's is a, Mr. Very, a convention is a very different system. The issue is that the that the PC Party of Ontario has a one member one vote system voting system which is which is actually enshrined in the in the party constitution so we haven't had in the ontario pc party uh, uh, a leadership convention where you had to elect delegates who then show up at a at a at a leadership convention we haven't had a, an election like that in more than uh, i think coming on 25 years wow 27 years so so uh, since, uh, since uh, 1999 uh, sorry since uh, uh, really, 1990, we've had a one-member, one-vote system, so there there wouldn't be a convention any, in any of the scenarios. So who you vote for is who you vote for. There's no eliminating the... Yep, yep, uh, that's, correct. that's it. Okay. Thanks, Darren, for your Thank call. You. All right. Yeah, um, interesting, you know, the, the mail-in system with weighted ballots. I've, I've heard uh, critiques of that particular system where people say it kind of guarantees that you get your second choice, not your first choice. Yeah, I'm with Richard. I really do prefer the in-person voting, and PC Ontario has traditionally done it that way, and as far as I know, Election Ontario has typically done it that way as well. So, again, it just boggles the mind why, why they would change the process suddenly. Well, again, they had these problems with uh, the process, and uh, Rick can speak more to this, but, um, you know, they've just disqualified a certain number, or the number is a lot lower than Patrick Brown said it was, and they're trying to clean things up with the list. Uh, You know, Rick, I guess that's what this was designed to take care of. Richard? Oh, and I don't think the the two are are related, truthfully. I mean, I I think we've had a problem in the last couple of years with with uh, with memberships in the party uh, uh, not being handled in a in a in a sort of uh, clean and, and and honest way. Just to be perfectly truthful, uh, but I but I I don't think this the way they're choosing to to run the election process. You would you know again you have you have a couple of choices when it comes to verification. You can't just send. Uh, pins and allow people to vote without some kind of verification of who's voting and who's on the other side of it. Uh, and, and again, the traditional way of handling this and the way we've always been comfortable in the past in the party handling it is by requiring people to present somewhere, show up and vote and, and, and prove that they're a real person and bring identification and so on. Uh, now, when you get into all these other t- styles of voting, uh, mail or online, now you've got to find other ways to to achieve that that verification that you would get if you had in-person voting. And I think that's what's driving uh, things right now. Okay, uh, let's hear from Vince in Welland. Hello, Vince. Yeah, we already, uh, we the people, we already picked the leader. Okay, no, it's going to be no election. We already picked the leader. When is going to, uh, is quitting, and the Elliot is in because she did so much work for the disabled people, to set up the pension as a Elliot. So, like my daughter, so you can uh, Mrs. Elliot's husband set up a, a pension, thousand dollar federal government, five hundred for the disabled. So, we the people speak, not the politicians. So, uh, I'm glad I got on. So, we already decided 
win this out and uh, for all the, the good work she did and being my, my daughter. Okay. Uh, or, we- I mean, handicapped. But she ended up having a pension, $1,000, and we put $500. That's all I got to say. Okay, Vince, thanks for that. Um, not quite sure what Vince was getting at there. Uh, it, but it, it felt sounds- like, yeah, I mean, it felt like he might be a little bit frustrated. And, and mm-hmm. I know that we've heard that from folks as well, that they're frustrated with the whole process with Patrick Brown having to sort of be forced out. Um, and so I think to your point earlier, it's just sort of affirmation how the PC party is really in flux right now with the membership count being uh, unclear with this new process of voting online. With And we're trying to figure out a new leader in such a short time frame. They've got a lot of challenges ahead of them. Right, but it's also um, a lot of opportunity as well. Um, uh, Richard, do you, do you, I mean, I, I was trying to get, uh, you know, official comment on this problem, and uh, it wasn't possible. Is this something that the, the party should be taking very seriously, dealing with this type oh, of complaint? Absolutely, and I'm, and I'm shocked to learn that you haven't been able to get official comment. I mean, there should be uh, somebody... Uh, uh, whether it's the interim leader or his, uh, 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 oh, he definitely wants to stay out of it. Or, That's effective. Yeah, I mean, we we've uh, talked to Vic Fideli many times before he was interim leader, and um, they seem to want to keep him away uh, from this. And I mean, I'm also. I'm perhaps making an assumption, but I would think that the demographics of the PC party skew older. Um, Richard, do you think I'm wrong? Oh no, no, certainly, and it doesn't have to do just with the with the PC party. That uh, when it comes to generally membership in political parties, it it tends to be people who are who are older and and uh, and who get very active and and so on. So uh, uh, it's it's not even something that's necessarily unique to the PC party. I'd say if you looked at the membership roles of all the parties, you'd find that they that they tend to to be well represented by by people who are older. Yep, we 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 still count. Uh, I'm going to take a last call from William in Toronto. Hello, William. Hi, Lib. Uh, here's what I've got to say about this. Um, if uh, Doug Ford is elected leader, uh, then I'm voting PC. And uh, if he's not, I'm going to vote Andrea Horvath because she's a good and viable alternative, and I say so from a big C conservative perspective. I do not like the way Victor Fideli is doing things. He's not suitable for interim leader or anything of the sort. And um, Ms. Mulrooney uh, is a new generation of the same old elite, so I'm not happy with anything that she's doing. And uh, Doug Ford is the only uh, good choice, uh, and the party should be uh, rallying, rallying behind him and not uh, uh, splitting up each other because you've got to save the party. And while the uh, NDP is... Uh, let me, let me, let me just, we're running out of time, so there is one question I want to ask yeah. you, Wilkman, is that are you okay with this online voting? No. Online voting, someone's going to hack it. It's easily done, and Bill C-51 or C-52, whatever it is, says it gives you permission, people permission to hack and put everything under surveillance. No, I don't like it. Okay, William, thanks for that. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, um, we've got to wrap this conversation up. Uh, Richard, what would you like to leave us with? Oh, just that uh, for those that are 
are uh, concerned about it. I, 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 uh, you know, they, they don't just have to take it uh, lying down. Uh, visit OntarioPC.com, and uh, there are ways to give feedback there. Call in to party headquarters and certainly make their uh, views known. They don't have to take it lying down. Okay, that's uh, good advice. And Marissa? Similarly, CARP calls on the party executives to reconsider this process and to open it up for in-person voting to ensure that everyone has a a say in this process who wants to uh, involve themselves. Okay, thank you both very much for that very interesting topic, which I'm sure we'll have to revisit. Bye-bye. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, uh, we are going to talk to our trusted contributor about sex. Stay tuned. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.